Hi, it's Adam, and welcome to my podcast, Marketer Insider, where you'll get the inside scoop on what's working in the marketing world today. You'll hear case studies from real-world businesses and interviews from successful, respected, and sought-after marketers. Today, I'm very excited to welcome Nate Payo to the podcast. Nate is currently on a journey to connect with as many people as possible as an experiment to see what happens when you go all in on your strengths. He is currently an advisor to startups and he's the host of the All In podcast, where he explores the power of personal relationships and dives deep on what happens when you chase your dreams and realize your true passions. Today in this episode, we switch things up a little bit. Typically, we talk about marketing-related content and business-related content. And what we actually talk about today is something that's so fundamental and foundational to the success of any marketer or entrepreneur or anyone in business, and that is the skill of networking and growing your network. We're going to be talking about how to grow your network, how to connect with others, how to nurture your relationship with others, and how to meet the people that you want to meet to get you to where you want to go. You may have heard that it's not what you know, but rather who you know. Today, we have a conversation about growing the who side. Enjoy. Hey, Nate, welcome to the podcast. Yes, thanks. Glad to be here. Excited. Glad, glad for you to be here too. I'm also very excited. I'd love to take this back to where this began for you. What was it like growing up in your household and what were some of the beliefs around business and meeting new people and making connections and growing your network? Um, when I grew I grew up in a small uh, town in the middle of the United States uh, in a small state called Nebraska. Farmland, um, it was you know small community it was a religious community um so within my family we're we're pretty religious we went to church and stuff like that um my mom had um she was a bookkeeper for a local bookstore and my dad was um an attorney for the city uh, that we lived in and so business wasn't really um pushed within our company or within my house um it was more like go to college, get a job, work work for a living, work for mm-hmm. a company, and not take a lot of risks, not get uh, too far out there, just kind of you know show up and do your job and do it well. Um, but it was very traditional background. So um, I would say my parents were, were risk adverse. They didn't want to really try to do anything too outlandish to uh, bring in more income. They maybe dreamed of talked about little things here and there, uh, but they never went about and did anything. But as I was growing up, I always felt like I wanted more mm-hmm. and felt like I wanted to accomplish more. I was, you know, for the most part, like I'd say I was pretty middle class, but I wasn't like the richest kid of all my friends by any means. I didn't have um, all the things a lot of my friends did. I wasn't athletic. I wasn't the most popular. I was, I would say I was like pretty, pretty average. Like I was one of the few kids that was like 15, 16 that had a, had a job in high school. A lot of them, their parents paid for stuff. So I always felt like, Oh man, these guys have it better because their parents did more stuff and uh, put themselves out there. And they, they didn't have, like, I didn't have to work My friends didn't have to work, but Mm -hmm. I did. And so I was always kind of like, I wanted more. I wanted to be the person that uh, could afford to do things or go on trips or whatever. So I probably, 
early on in my career, always envisioned like, hey, I need to do more um, if I want to really get ahead in life, which probably looking back on it, starting work at such an early age and getting um, a lot of work ethic and this desire to do more, be more, and, and essentially make more money probably drove me to uh, a path of where I'm at today, which was you know, to, to try to get as successful as I can live up to my potential. Fantastic. Yeah, that's a great, a great backstory and a great place to start. I'd love to hear about the journey that led you to realize you want to connect with as many people as possible. How did that all begin? Okay, so I would do my job and I'd always take me a while to warm up to people I worked with, but I'd eventually get to be friends with them. And then mm-hmm. if like we went out for drinks after work, you know, then I'd be like, Oh, we had some drinks. We had some coffee. And then like we became friendlier, but I yes. never felt comfortable meeting other people from other companies or people that I did business with. I just was really uncomfortable, especially like if I had to go do something and there wasn't going to be like an open bar at it. So I struggled with it and I hated it, but Part of my job required me to get connected with, because um, I was on the purchasing side of things, so I had to get connected with um, our trades, our subcontractors, and our vendors. So I was encouraged by some people like, hey, you need to go to these networking groups, um, yeah. get plugged in, and it'll help you out with your career. And I hated going to them. They're super uncomfortable, but I kind of made a couple friends. We hung out at the bar, and it was like, hey, okay, cool. At least if these guys are going to be here, like I'll have a good time. But I didn't talk to anybody other than those people. But, you know, over time through my career, it started moving into this place where like I, I was, I wasn't like required to go meet other people, but it was just mm. more of a necessity. Like yes. if I needed to do my job better, I needed to get more connections in areas I was lacking. So I started getting more comfortable with the people that I was hanging out with. So it didn't take a little bit more effort to meet a few more people. And before I knew it, I kind of knew everybody in the group and I was like, Hey, I'm able to do myself pretty successful. So then I was like, well, what would happen? Oh, the other thing was, is it stopped being so uncomfortable to go to networking things. Mm. So I was like, well, what would happen if I started going to like these national um, networking events or still related to my industry? And it was like starting over at day one, I'd go to them. I was super uncomfortable. You walk into it, you don't know anybody there. You don't yes. know what to say to people. And it was, you know, again, go to the bar, get some drinks and get a little bit lubricated and talk to like two or three people, but I didn't talk to everybody. Mm. And so I was like going through the same process. I go, I just need to stick with it. It's going to ex- expand. It's going to expand. And, and it did. And over about two or three years, like I, it was like going to like family reunions at these things. It was just like super exciting to reconnect with everybody. So I had this epiphany um, about two years ago that just said like, Hey, like every time you go out there and you, you network with people, your career takes off and and what's happening is as i was meeting people uh that solve problems and the more problems i could solve the more valuable i was so i was like i need to meet more people and i kind of like discovered my um my flow with it like my mm. my purpose in it and it wasn't so uncomfortable and i kind of had this like rhythm i was like this isn't so bad like i can i can i can do this um and it wasn't so much like I had to rely on alcohol to go to the bar and have a good time. Like I started just kind of going in with this mindset of like, okay, you know what to do. Like, let's connect with people. Let's be open to every invitation we get and just start doing it. So I was like, boom, boom, boom. I was like, man, every time I do this, hmm. it's, it's getting better and better. But I was still very focused in just my niche of my industry. 
and I had started venturing out a little bit because I liked um, the idea of, of entrepreneurship. I liked the idea of building businesses and I just didn't want to, and I'd, I had done some businesses in the past that didn't really were successful. So I was like, how could I scratch that itch mm. without actually quitting my job and going and starting up a business that may or may not work out. So I was like, why don't I start advising uh, businesses, startups that are looking to grow, um, expand their, their role. And a lot of times these, these people are like founders, they know how to build a product, but they haven't really been uh, a leader, a CEO, a manager. So maybe I can train them those skills. So I don't know how to do that. Like, how do you kind of get connected with a bunch of businesses that are in startup world, but mm. you don't know any of them? Yes. Well, you have to network. So right. I started looking up like, hey, where are these people going to hang out? They're going to be at incubators. They're going to be at pitch contests. I was like, okay, those are all things that like I can reach out to people over at those places. Hey, I want to volunteer. I want to get plugged in. Mm. What can I do to help out? I want to vol- you know, donate my time and learn uh, through sweat equity and they're like yeah come on down so again you start connecting with people in the industry and it's uncomfortable at first but you're expanding your role and you're like hey this is this is actually something that's really really good so as i'm developing all these relationships and expanding my network what i really also started noticing was i was feeling a bigger sense of fulfillment when I was successfully introducing people within my network to other people within my network. Mm -hmm. For example, if you were selling something and you wanted to get in front of this client and I made you an introduction that resulted in you getting business and this other person really happy with the referral and you're solving the problem, I was like, wow, that's really where it's at. That's where the power was because previously I was always looking out for myself. Like what's the next promotion? What's the next raise what's the next milestone and you get to those milestones i would just check the box done what's next mm-hmm. what's next what's next never feeling fulfilled then when i figured out the the fulfillment's really from serving other people just like a light bulb went on my head it's just like how can i do more of this how can i connect more people and feel more fulfillment i need to grow my my network um so then i was like i'm just gonna go all in with building a personal network. And I was like, mm. well, how do you do this? So you're not always on the hunt, but people are finding you. So I was right. like, you got to go put yourself out there on social media. You got to do your thing because if you don't, you're going to be, you're going to always be the one reaching out. And if you want to attract people into your life, you got to put yourself out there. And in the past, I'd always do that. Like I would put myself out there to a point and then as soon as I got uncomfortable with it, I'd pull back or mm. I'd delete all my posts or I'd delete my social media account. And then a few years later, that edge would come back and i said, say, oh, I need to start over. I need to do this. And I'd put yes. it out there and I'd get uncomfortable. Ah, this sucks. I'm taking it all down. So I was like, you know what? The only person holding myself back in this mindset is myself. Mm. If I want to grow uh, my network, I got to do this. If I want to make a big impact on the world, I got to serve more people. So my why became stronger than my fear of I guess, self-doubt. Yes. So I was like, I'm putting myself out there. I'm just going to go crazy. I'm going to go on this journey of just like, hey, um, what happens if in one year, three years, five years, you just were very open-minded about everybody you can meet and just constantly try to grow and build this network and connecting as many people along the way, like what would happen? So that led me to um, where essentially where I'm at now, which part of like that process involved myself creating a podcast because um, it was another tool to reach out and connect with people. But you, mm-hmm. as you know, from podcasting, like all of a sudden you have a reason to call somebody. You're not just like, Hey, I thought you look kind of cool and let's have a conversation. Well, that might work for, you know, some people that are, you know, 
maybe in your same clout level, but you're not going to call up a published author that's like bestseller. They're not going to take your phone call. Yes. CEOs aren't going to take your phone call. Like you need a reason to call people. And when I've discovered that like a podcast is kind of this um, icebreaker, it's like, hey, you know, I'd like to pick your brain on my show and you can promote your business. They're like, yeah, let's do it. So all of a sudden you now have this, uh, another connection point of, of connecting with somebody and then you're just developing more relationships. So that that's been my story, I guess, the long way around from the time I was a kid of a lot of insecurities uh, to where I'm at now, which is um, kind of getting my stride and getting outside of my comfort zone, getting comfortable with it too. And it's not so scary. And it's just kind of like, hey, let's do more, bring it on. Yeah, definitely. That's a, that was a very full and full story, but there's a lot of depth to it. I'm very interested to know because for a bit of context on my story when i started out in like started out in my career i started as a business development manager for this finance company where i was my task my job was to go out and bring in new business and one mm -hmm. of the ways that i did that was through networking and i was going to at like four a minimum of four networking events every week um, mm -hmm. I was spending a lot of time in the networking environment. Actually, a lot of our clients were startups. So I was spending a lot of time in co-working spaces and other places where startups hang out. And I remember my first time at a networking event. This must have been within the first week of me getting this job. And I saw someone that I wanted to speak to. And I was immediately so nervous. And my heart was beating so fast at this first networking event where, you know, I... I had this barrier of going up and saying hi. And on top of that, I wasn't really 100% familiar with the financial service products we were selling. So I, was, I had this tension and this nervousness to go up and actually say hi. So I'd be interested to hear how you actually were able to overcome the uncomfort of meeting people at these networking events. Yeah. So I think, um, a lot of people relate to your story that's very overwhelming to go to a networking event and you see somebody you know you should be talking to and you're like oh my god like i gotta go chat with that it's almost like that like high school like oh the cute girls in my class i gotta go say hi and talk to her and you're like why are you so scared you've like built this whole thing up in your head that it's yes. going to be awful um but it, it's that way and it's just like oh man the god this is uncomfortable so then every time you go to a networking event, this anxiety pours over you because you're like, I got to, I got to talk to these people. I got to talk to these people. And why are you nervous? Because you're thinking about, I need to go tell this person what I do and I, they might not like what I have to say and they might not want my business. Okay. That right there is the problem. You've gone into networking with this mindset of what can you do for me? And instead when I, figured out that you flip it what can i do for you mm. it becomes so much easier because you're going up to somebody and the idea is to connect with them to say hey who are you what are you doing what are you up to how are you doing what can i do to serve you what can i do to help you who are the people you're trying to get connected to what yes. can i do to to like make an introduction to somebody you need to meet and it becomes a lot easier that way. You're, you're coming from a place of service people are willing to talk to you it puts them at ease and it's, it's actually kind of unique because not everybody has this approach. So some people are so used to people going, hey, uh, hit me up for this, hit me up for that. So they're a little bit on edge to talk to anybody too. But when you come up like, hey, I want to help you out, um, it becomes a lot easier. Then the other thing I, I also figured out was 
if you go to a networking event and say there's like 20 people, 50 people, maybe a hundred people at it, you're not going to be able to meet everybody. You're not going to be able to remember everybody's names. And if you're just there to pass out your cards, it's going to be really a crappy experience, Mm. even short term and for, for the long term. So what I've started doing is I go into it with this idea of like, if I can make one or two 10 minute conversations, five to 10 minute conversations that are, you know, good conversations. Hey, what are you up to? What are you doing? What are you working on? Uh, That's very interesting. Um, Can we go meet for a coffee and you can talk to me about more about what you're doing within a week or two. Then if I go in there and I do that within the first 20, 30 minutes of being there, I've accomplished my goal. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm. Now it's just fun time. Anything else is on gravy. There's no obligation to remain longer if it's a boring meeting or there's too many people and you're not going to get going. Or you could just keep keep going and keep connecting and see where it goes. So it takes a lot of the pressure off once you just go and like, hey, I'm here for a little bit. Yes. I make a, a few connections with quality, quality people that I'm going to follow up with. And then I'm just going to have conversations and find out what other people are up to. It makes it so much easier and then it becomes more enjoyable to go to. And as you keep going, the more you go, if you go one time, you're not going to see results. You're not mm-hmm. going to make friends. You're not going to get business. It's going to be awful. If you keep going, all of a sudden you meet two people. Next time you meet two people. Next week. A year from now, you know, 30 or 40 people within the group. Some of them become good friends. And you're like one of the, you're seen as one of those people that's always there. Like people even know who you are. And it's just, it takes the burden off of, of you to be like, like, oh, I've got to be on. I got to be performing. It becomes a lot more, um, pl- I think, pleasurable to attend networking events after that. Yeah, I like that. I think that's very important. I love that you're going in with the mentality of service. How can I help this other person? And then I also think it's very important what you touched on there, which is not just going out and handing out your business cards and and that's it. You're done for the night. You're actually having a goal of connecting with you know a small amount of people, two, three people, but having that quality conversation and going in to create a relationship where you can actually follow up and go to meet this person for coffee. Um, Yeah. So you're really taking the pressure off yourself by not having to talk to everyone. You're just setting the goal of going in easy and going for that quality with a few people rather than meeting everyone and not having that depth or quality. For sure. For sure. What are some of the biggest mistakes you see people making when going out and networking? Um, one, the biggest mistake is you don't do it. You know, mm-hmm. if you're sitting at home, yes, your odds of success drastically decrease. If you want to, and this this goes for anything. If you have an interest of something you want to be better at, you need to go where the people are that are Mm. doing it. So go hang out where those people are. And that's where networking comes in. If you want to connect with people that you want to do business with, you need to find out where they hang out and go there. Um, Networking brings people in like-minded. People are already there to, to meet. Like if you go in the mm. mindset, like, Hey, I'm, if everybody there came for the sole purpose of meeting, it's not like you went to the grocery store and you're trying to talk to people at the grocery store that, Hey, I'm just here to shop for groceries. I didn't come here yes. to have a conversation. People are there to meet people. So one, if you're not going, that's your first mistake. Sure. Two, if you're, if you're showing up um, and you show up with the wrong mindset. So I don't know which one's worse. They're probably, I would say the person that's um, just kind of, I guess to me, the worst one would be is that person that meets you super excited and then you tell them what they do and they realize that 
like on paper uh, at the handshake level that there's not an immediate need to do business. Like if, like if you sell insurance and I sell insurance, we shake hands like, oh yeah, well, there's nothing to talk about here. And then they just like discount you. Yes. I think that's probably the worst. Why? Because you never know who people know. You never mm -hmm. know who people are and you never know where that relationship might go. So a lot of times, at least in my industry, you might discount somebody's like, oh, we already got somebody that sells this. I don't need to buy from you. But what happens if you switch companies and they're at the company that sells to the, your new company? Or what if the person that you normally do business with quits your job and that person comes over? You just never know where those people are going to come back around. So I think you got to have an open mind that you never know. So connect with anybody at the same level of whether you have immediate need to do business or no need at all. Just like, hey, you're there to build friendships mm. and friendships are built by being authentic. So that to me is is probably a big one. The other one is, is standing in the corner waiting for somebody to come talk to you. Um, a lot of people, uh, they're nervous when they go these things. So they they hang out in the back or they, they stand by the bar and they're not sure what to do. So my advice to those people is, Hey, if you're standing there waiting for somebody to come talk to you, I guarantee you there's somebody else that's waiting for somebody to come talk to them too. Right. So instead yes. of just both standing there waiting around for somebody to come chat with you, mm. be the person that reaches out and says hello. And you'll find that it, it works out great. So like if somebody's standing there not doing anything, go up and talk to them. Hey, what are you doing? How are you? What are you up to? Um, initiate a conversation and that gets them talking. And if you're talking, having a good time and, and, it starts building this energy and other people mm -hmm. start seeing like, Oh, there's an amazing conversation going on over there. We want to find out what that's about. Usually yes. somebody else will trickle on over. And if you start attracting a few people, it becomes like, Hey, we got a little group going mm -hmm. on. You become, become the focus of attention. So those are the two I really see is the people that are not authentic in the way they treat people with how they meet them yes. um, at networking shows. And then the people that are just um, not putting them, they're not there with intention to get, get there you know just have a conversation with somebody yeah i think those are some very good points and that was something that i started doing very early on which was looking for the people that are by themselves because as you pointed out they're there to meet people they're there to talk to people so they're ready to start that conversation they may not just be doing it themselves and, and going out there and saying hi to people but they want to talk to people and then, like you're saying, building that energy in the conversation that other people join you. And now just through that initial conversation, you're meeting others and being introduced to other people. So I think that's super powerful. And that's a great place for anyone to start who's going to a meeting, a networking event for the first time or even, you know, experienced networkers. <laughs> I'd love yes, to hear sure. where did you, where do you find these events and how do you actually, yeah. Um, well, for, for for the ones I go to most of the time, they're usually industry related and mm -hmm. you just kind of know about them, maybe yeah. word of mouth and people like, hey, they hang out, you get invited to things. Um, trade shows, there's usually like if you're within an industry, there's usually a few trade shows throughout the year that the people attend. So you're, you kind of know what's about. But it, when you want to start venturing out to things um, that you may not they may not you know exactly what they are uh the internet's the perfect place to go mm. you just start googling like hey where do people that do this hang out and you start finding things like networking uh event sites are good ones facebook groups facebook events um finding other people whatever that niche is so it could be like local so then you go wh wh who are the local business uh 
networkers, you know, like you always know, like the, mm-hmm. the realtor that's got their sign up everywhere on the street, call yes. them up, say, Hey, uh, I see all over the place. Where do you go to get plugged into your community to network? And they're going to tell you mm-hmm. if it's more like a niche, then you can like Google, like people that have that niche, you know, LinkedIn is amazing. Cause if you said, Hey, I want to find out about who's involved with uh, bicycle repair, like you can Google bicycle and the people are going to show up and then you can narrow down to maybe a location or you can send them a DM and say, Hey, I'm very interested in finding out what you know and getting plugged in and networking with more people in the space. Like, do you have any advice? And they might say, oh, yeah, go to this event. Or they say, oh, I don't do too much, but uh, so-and-so knows. Let me make an introduction to him. So it's really just, hey, f- start researching it. Start showing up wherever that might be, digitally yes. or in person, mm. and follow that, ra- you know, just see how far deep the rabbit hole goes. And you're going to end up where you need to be. So even if you're just in this super, super niche market mm. that maybe only a hundred people in the in the world are in, interested in you can find out where they are and get connected to them and now that everybody's on zoom it's just like everybody adopted it like it's so easy now to to get on a phone call with somebody that could be uh from california to australia like we are to chat about networking like how crazy is that? Like, you know, maybe five years ago, uh, it would have been hard to do. And for me, even like a year ago, it would have been hard to imagine because I've been like, "Ah, I don't got time. Like what Mm. guy, what guy would somebody in Australia going to do for me? Uh, that doesn't make sense, but you have these amazing conversations. You get introduced to people. The world becomes super flat. Like for all I know, you're just right in the other room because we're having a phone conversation. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, (laughs) that's, that's definitely happened. It's been amazing to see just everyone adopting these zoom calls or virtual calls. I mean, I went into the office last week and it was just so fascinating and interesting to see people in real life after three months of just connecting over zoom. It's such a, <laughs> it's actually seeing people in real life, but also it just goes to show what we can actually do over zoom. We don't need to be in the same room as everyone all the time. And I think some of those points you brought up about how to find these events uh, were really good. I think firstly, like you mentioned, industry events are a great place to start. Um, Mm -hmm. If you're looking for other places to go, some recommendations that I found to be good on my end in Australia, I'm not sure it would obviously vary wherever you are in the world, but meetup.com is a fantastic place to start. Yeah, that's a great, great place. Definitely. Meetup and Eventbrite as well often has some great networking events. And then obviously once you attend these networking events, you're going to meet people who frequent other events and so you can start to get introductions and invites to other events. And when you get mm-hmm. these invites to other events, obviously, oh, oftentimes you'll show up to these events and you will already know people there because they're mm-hmm. the ones that invited you. So once you know people with these networking events, then you can start to bring people into your group and create mm-hmm. like a, a, almost like a, a bubble that people can come in and join and it can continues to grow. And, and that can be a, another way to meet people and get these warm introductions. Yeah. And I would say, um, when you go to these events, if you're, if you're in a business and you there's multiple like business, business development people, like mm-hmm. you might be required to go with like a team, but if you can go alone, it's better because if you go as a team, you tend to stick with the person you're with and you, and you don't really venture out. It's, it's too easy to get caught in those conversations. Mm-hmm. But what I do like going to recommend people going with is a, uh, referral partner 
I think that's what I usually call it, a referral sure. partner, which which would be somebody that has a complementary service yes. to yours that you're probably going to share con, um, clients. Like like for example, a mortgage uh, broker and a mm, realtor. Those right. two are going to share and trade a lot of business. So it's it's great because anybody you meet, you're both probably want to meet that same person. Mm. You know, so that to me is is real powerful because now you got somebody to go with. Now you're both um, looking out for who do we need to connect with, um, and you're already a, a team of two. So it's not like you're just talking to your buddy and you're talking mm. like, hey. Like, let's talk about how crappy work was today. Like we all are at the office all day. Like, okay, that's not getting anywhere. But yes. when you're with a referral partner, you're like, hey, who can we go out here and chat to? And then it doesn't feel like you're being tag team. Like, oh my God, I'm getting hit, hit by two people for this business. It's like, no, it's two people I'm having a conversation with that have different things to offer. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's great insight and great advice. Having that person with a complimentary service or something that you're not direct competitors, but you're, you know, you have, you have an offering that is complimentary. Yep. Um, one of the biggest mistakes I see people making when networking is not following up. They meet people and they expect, you know, the, they say at the time, oh, the conversation was good or whatever it was. And they almost expect the other person to reach out to them. And nine times out of 10, you need to be the one actually reaching out to the mm -hmm. other person and following up. What yeah. advice would you recommend or what, what would you tell people in order to grow their network? How can people actually, or not even grow, more nurture? How can people yeah. nurture their network and people? They well, you have to drop the keeping score mentality. Mm. Like it, if you take it on, it's your responsibility to initiate the conversation every single time it's going to happen because it's on you to do it. So if you say, okay, I just met you at this event, let's set up a coffee in two weeks. Okay. So for me, I would say, let's put it on the calendar right now, or I'm right. going to shoot you a, a message right now that says, Hey, when you get in the office tomorrow, email back sometimes. And so you're and making if, the plan right there. Yeah, when you make the plan person. right there to meet, to meet. Great, um, great idea. And then when you meet, have have a follow up. What's mm. the when when should we circle this back around? Can we get together in a month or two weeks or six weeks or eight weeks? Yes, put it on the calendar. Yes. Always do that. And then you know you want to reach out. Social media is a great one to do. So I always recommend getting on LinkedIn if it's business. But you can be on anywhere. Some people don't like to mix the business and personal, so you might not find them on their other pages. But get connected to those things because. You're gonna, if you're posting regularly, you're still going to be top of mind to them. They're going to post stuff too. So the ones I like is like Instagram or Facebook because they're posting a little bit more personal stuff and you can, yeah. you can like something or you can comment on something. So it's keeping that relationship warm yes. and you get to know a little bit more about them, a different side of them than just like, I just know you uh, through this business transaction. So I don't know much about you. I just have this preconceived notion. But if I know like you like riding horses or you like going to the beach and like, I like going to the beach and oh, we were at the same beach the week before. Sure. Was, yes. you know, like you can comment something. It's like, okay, you're developing a little bit of rapport. Um, but I also recommend, you know, call them up, send a text message um, and just trying to, trying to keep these, these connections warm so that they, it doesn't turn into the same, like, Hey, well, I really like that conversation with some, uh, with so-and-so and a um, year's passed. Now it's really weird to call them up and say, hey, you still want to grab that coffee, mm. but 
you know, my mindset is like, Hey, the doors never close. So if like you forget and you don't talk to me for five years and you call up, you say, Hey, I got something going on. Let's have a conversation. Who cares? So drop that mindset mentality of like, it was me the last time. Like I'm not texting him. It was, it was you that te- like I texted last time first. It's their turn to text. Like, yes, that's never going to get you anywhere. You're going to be playing tit for tat and people are busy. People have lives and they do forget and they're not always as intentional about creating the relationship. So if you make it your business to be intentional, you're going to reach out and do it. Um, I don't know. I think there's a few like apps out there that help you kind of reconnect with people. So like, you know, like, Hey, last time I messaged them was three months ago. Maybe I need Mm -hmm. a follow up. Um, If you could figure out some way to do some reminders. um, I know it sounds kind of like, why do I have to like formalize my friendships? It's like, well, because we're all busy and and you start getting a lot of connections. It's hard to manage. It's hard to manage five friendships. You know, imagine having 150, imagine having, you know, 300, Mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to do it unless you have some sort of thing that reminds you just says, Hey, I'm supposed to text uh, these three people today. Boom, boom, boom. You send them a message (laughs) and it reengages a conversation. Hey, what's going on? How are things doing? Uh, and people like that people, Oh, that guy, he always reaches out to me and says, hello. It just like the most like, you know, insane moments where I was just thinking, Hey, I haven't talked to Nate in a while. And he just sent me a message. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think those are some really crucial points. I think firstly, not keeping a scorecard, like you mentioned at the start of that conversation of that question is critical. Just not having that scorecard, not looking, what am I getting, but rather looking, what can I give to this person? I think that's really important. Um, Do you have any examples of what networking has done for you in your life? Like where has networking taken you? It's taken me, it, it's been everything, you know, like you, you can't just pinpoint one thing because mm. you go, okay, well, I met so-and-so and they introduced me to this other person and this person introduced me to uh, this other place where I got a job and because it was that job. I got introduced to this other person who offered me this other job that I went over here. And so like every little thing that transaction you have in life with people is, is really a function of little, little incremental steps and so like if you just kind of are constantly doing incremental steps along the way like eventually you know like they they say like you're you're six people away from any person in the world Mm. well if you can start reducing those six people down to two or three people like it's not gonna be very long before you go hey i've met somebody that actually knows uh somebody really cool somebody really famous like if you wanted to get i don't know anybody famous in australia but like let's say you wanted to get connected with dwayne the rock johnson like you know you're you might have trouble doing it but if you're always being open-minded to who you meet what what happens if you meet like somebody that's like, oh yeah, um, I, I played high, you know, I live in the same town or the same city or the same street as, as the rock and he's having a barbecue. I'm invited. You want to come hang out at it? Like, you know, that's how you get to know where these people. And so like the people that are very highly successful value and treasure their networks and, and they take it very seriously. And so when they say, Hey, look, I'm going to refer somebody to take your phone call. It usually means that's a big deal. And they know, Hey, if if this person gave me somebody that I need to talk to, I'm going to help them out with whatever they need. So treat your relationships that same level, even at a small scale, because it's going to translate to big things over time. Yeah. Amazing. One of the questions that we ask every guest on this podcast is what's the one thing that you've done consistently that's got you to where you are today? 
showing up every single day. I mean, like literally like there's some days where I just go, how did I get to where I'm going? Like I, I never was the smartest. I didn't get the best grades. Um, I, you know, I think maybe, you know, in the, in this, this description of myself, I'm probably downplaying some of my skills and my value, but I think what ends up happening is, is, you know what you know. So maybe you assume everybody knows the same thing. Mm. So you don't realize that like, there's a lot of knowledge that, every each person has a unique set of knowledge and skills that because they know it they just assume like why why is this easy for me but it's it's challenging for somebody else or why yes. is this valuable like why doesn't everybody see this um but for me it's been you show up every day mm-hmm. and you be consistent and you do the work and it's more than just doing the work that you need to do it's it's asking for more it's asking for more responsibilities and taking on more challenges and then that seems to get you ahead so to me it's it's if you didn't show up every day you know there's the people like they go like let's talk about going to the gym uh I'll go to the gym today and i'm going to blow it out of the park but i'm so sore i'm not going to go tuesday wednesday thursday Mm. friday and all of a sudden i haven't gone for three months or that person that just kind of goes i'm going to walk around the block every single day over time they're going to have see better results than the person that just went out and did stuff sporadically and stuff so it's showing up being consistent and and just getting the job done yeah, that's amazing. I think showing up is so important. And that's such a, I mean, just going back to one of the questions I asked you about one of the biggest mistakes people make when networking, the first thing you said is not showing up. So I think that really just shows your consistency and how you have valued showing up so highly, which is so important. It's very important. Yeah. So where can people find out about you, Nate, and, and hear about your podcast and actually connect with you and find out more about your services? So everything um, is on a central hub, which mm. is natepayo.com. Um, and from there, you can reach out and connect to the podcast. You can connect to the, to the YouTube channels and the social medias, and you can find out a bit more about me. That's the easiest place to go. Fantastic. And I'll link that all in the description of this podcast for people to find as well. Awesome. I'd like to thank you for coming on today, Nate. It's been super insightful, a little bit different from the content we normally put out, which is, you know, solely marketing advice. But I think networking is so important and so critical that it's almost a foundation to marketing. It's a foundation to connection. It's a foundation to growing businesses. So I think it's such a crucial skill and it's been fantastic having you on and hearing your advice and from from your angle and your perspective, which is unique. And there was some really solid advice in that. So I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. It was great chatting with you.